Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. That was Boomy Thomas with the track called Fire off of her new EP that just dropped. I recommend everybody go check out the Guardian article that was written uh, earlier this week, written by Karen Yates. Uh, Boomy Thomas is a Glasgow-born singer with African heritage who is uh, she's in threat of being deported, which is some garbage, and is basically off of some garbage national act that was passed in the early 80s by Thatcher and I think we should pressure the Home Office and the powers that be to make sure she does not get deported. A fine artist, born in this, born in the United Kingdom. There's no reason she should, she should be gone. So check out the article on the Guardian written uh, this week and put some pressure on the Home Office. Do what you can. You're listening to Speak Up Thursday with Love Music Hate Racism. This is Alex. This is the third show. Uh, as you may remember, last time we started to introduce guests to kind of take over the music and to talk to me. Uh, the person I'm bringing on today, I met, he was playing a gig with Christian Scott. Uh, and I knew within two seconds, the man was, was very, 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 very serious on his instrument. And I didn't realize, uh, how warm and, and amazing of a person he would be. We've become friends. And I, I just went up to him and started talking to him about uh, West African music straight away. Happy to call him my friend. Uh, he is, he is, I'm going to let him introduce himself because I feel like people don't necessarily introduce him to the justice he deserves. Please help me welcome my man, Weedy Bremer. How you doing, man? Hey, brother. How you doing, bro? How's everything? I'm good. Well, how's life just in Europe in general? Uh, I, you know, it's... Uh... It's it, it, it's all right, man. I I got to know the the four walls and my kids pretty well the last few months. It's starting to ease up. Um, I'm, I, I'm not I'm not gonna start moaning too much because we're all in this together. I was more gonna ask you how you're doing over there. Um, oh, it sucks here. You know what's? <laughs> it sucks. You tell everybody tell everybody where you, where you're at. Tell everybody where you're at. All right. So so I'm in <laughs> so I'm between Cleveland, Ohio, and New Orleans. So mm-hmm. I'm in two spots. So I'm back and forth. Um, I'm finishing my album here in New Orleans. Um, so I've been dealing with this for the past, oh, my God, a year and a half trying to produce this album. It's going to be a very special album. So I've been doing that and working with um, my lady, the great, Denise Campbell with her wonderful dance, African dance company, Japo. So, I mean, between doing that, and um, I hosted an international drum festival on my birthday, and 
still doing recordings. I mean, still recording, still working, but it's not the same, man. But slow by slow, doni doni, little by little, things will change, you know? Doni doni. I won't. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, 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 introduce introduce yourself real quick, man, because oh. when you say Wadey Bremo, I think you know. Introduce tell tell people who you uh-huh. are. Ah, okay, okay. Well, my name is Wadey Bremo. I'm a musician. I am what you call a djembe fola. The word djembe fola means djembe player. I play an instrument called a djembe. Djembe, the instrument that derives from an ethnic group in West Africa called the mandang. The Mandang are the keepers of this traditional instrument. You can find Mandang ethnic groups in Mali, Ivory Coast, Upper Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, Senegal, the Gambia, Guinea, uh, Liberia, Guinea-Bissau, the west of Nigeria. You can find these ethnic groups. This ethnic group, Mandang, knows the Bamana, Mandang, Maninka, Maninka Kam, Malinke, etc. You can find these people throughout West Africa. And this instrument, Jimbe, this goblet shaped drum, derives from this ethnic group. And um, that instrument changed my life. I was born in Ghana, raised in East St. Louis. I come from a family of drummers on both sides. Both families hmm. do not play this instrument, Jimbe. <laughs> It's, so it's, they, we don't. It's not in Ghana. It's not a drum. We play it in Ghana now. It's a big deal. But Ghana, we like it. But Jimbe is not original from Ghana, um, and neither is it from um, the states of New Orleans or East St. Louis. Or, <laughs> but at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, at the same time, in 1980. 88, sorry, 88, this instrument came in my life and changed my life because of a gentleman by the name of Sylvester Sunshine Lee. Um, That guy changed my life with this instrument, and um, for that, I'm forever grateful. Um, My father and my mother taught me the values of African music and jazz and funk and fusion at a young young age. My father is a world-renowned musician, drummer, Composer arranger by the name Oscar Suli Brahma, and my mother, world renowned jazz drummer, and Mars. And what brought them together was the music. It wasn't uh, love, it wasn't <laughs> how fine yeah, yeah. the music. You know, a lot of people don't understand that music is what gels a connection. If you don't understand how to gel that connection, then you really lost. So, yeah. Let's let let's take a pause here and play this uh, track by your father, and then we're gonna continue when we come out of the track. How about that? Yeah, Bokumashi. This is this is a very legendary track. A lot of DJs, a lot of people have heard this album, this song right here. It's actually where my father was raised in Accra. This is his. This is his. It, it, this is where the boxes do their thing. So this is a special song to me that my dad wrote. Yeah, with the Uhuru Jazz Band in Accra. Brilliant, brilliant listening music of your dad. You know, I've, I've actually obviously never got to meet him, but really thank you for the track. I wanted to, to kind of continue that. You were talking about how the the 
they your parents taught you the importance of African music as well as jazz and funk and all that things. I wanted to ask you, um, West African music has such an influence on the rest of American music and European music and all, all music. And I, I don't, I don't think a lot of people necessarily realize it. Do you want to just speak on that for a minute? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, what's really unique throughout the years. I mean, we got to also look historically speaking and we're looking about the world. I mean, music of Af- the music, of African music and music of the diaspora has been a living vessel in all genres of music throughout the world. It's been a, a living vessel. Certainly when you talk about the drum, you're talking about the different movements and definitely, the, the you know, dealing with the black movement. And I'm not talking about what, what we deal with now. I'm talking about from the beginning. It's also been a, a style of music to keep people motivated. And for me, you know, if you listen to jazz and you listen to the understanding, my good friend Christian Scott always tell people that if you cannot respect this root of where the tree comes and, and rises. You want to understand what it really is. So mm. I look at um I look at all the musicians even today. If you look at the genres that are happening, African music is coming back to the forefront harder than what it is. And not necessarily just creating a new sound. I'm talking about people getting more hip to these different genres. I mean, of course Afrobeat has been around because of people like Fela, even my dad um, Tony, um, Sonny ID, you know, Baba, Baba Ma, Salif Keita, you mm. know, that, that's been around, but I mean, mm. now it's something that's very unique that's happening, that it's basically saying nothing separates us but the water. And with that being said, yep. with that happening, we can see the change of influences that are happening in the music and identities and in the movie and in the way people mm present themselves and we're talking about this culture, this folklore, it's very unique, you know. I think in the next, who's to say in the next 10 years, hopefully this whole pandemic thing will slow down, but who's to say in the next 10 years that the new genre of music is actually going backwards to and going forwards at the same time? Man, that's that's really, uh, <laughs> that's really good to hear, man. I think I, I've, I've noticed... I'm sure much less than you, but I have noticed a lot of West African things popping up in all in all culture and not even just music. So it's really good to hear you speak on that. I mean, you look at this in the world in general. I mean, for me, as a djembe bowler, my main goal is to always promote the music that I grew up on, which hmm. is a very vast variety of folkloric and African contemporary-based and African considered black music, period. Mm-hmm. Period. I mean, I mean, having a, a great uncle who's a jazz legend, my grandfather's, who I'm the namesake of, his name is Weedy as well. My grandfather's name, Weedy Mars, great jazz drummer from New Orleans, had 10 siblings. And they come from the lineage of, out of 10 siblings, five were drummers, and the youngest being his younger baby brother by the name of Leo Morris, where the world knows him as Idris Muhammad. Mm-hmm. It's like when you start seeing even the connection between New Orleans and Africa, East St. Louis in Africa, New York in Africa, and why am I naming these three places? Because, I mean, historically speaking, you had great people in the African drum and dance communities in the world of dance, like Catherine Dellum, Carrie Belafonte, 
um, Pearl Primus, Alvin Ailey, uh, the list goes on, you know, mm, mm. implementing I, those so, folklores to, 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 to black youth in these cities and to this culture. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a whole different world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, beautiful. Let's. I'm gonna. You were talking about Christian and and the root of the tree and 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 all this. So I got quite inspired. Let, let's let's play a track that you you're on with uh, Christian Scott of his last album. I own the night featuring my favorite lyricist uh, uh, Saul Williams. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Really kicking off after immediately after the George Floyd video went went viral, I logged on Instagram and I saw I saw you went live, and I and I jumped on there, and you spoke to camera, and um and I was on there uh, for a good good while, of, you know, it, every day feels like a year now in confinement. I, f- I forget at what point I I had to get off, but at one point you said you said. The guys in my band know what time it is. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in my band. I got white guys in my band. They know what time it is. They, they know what time it is. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Because I don't, I don't feel... Um, I would love to. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I would love to. Because, because one thing is to talk about, a lot of people think it's, it's like it's saying it's a race thing. No, it's being a human being. You know, I grew up in this Pan-African life. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in this life. I didn't like start it as a fan, say, BLM. And as wearing a shirt and putting all this, I, I'm sorry, I almost curse. I don't know if I can curse on here, but yeah, you say what you want, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, shit. Here we go. I mean, just having a a, a shirt and this, you know, making my 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 camera black and doing all this shit, it's 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 it's, it's good. It's it's great to be recognized in the situation. But my biggest issue is is that when you can play a music and you're not of the direct lineage and of the DNA of this music and how it was created. Being an African, being an enslaved African, being an enslaved African in America, and you play this music, and yet you've made a living off this music, and you're not willing to fight for the music that you are making a living off of. That is Mm -hmm. the biggest form of uh, insult that you can ever show to a group of people says basically, well, yeah, we like your music, we love your blues, we love your jazz, and we're not going to fight for this shit, and we're not going to fight for you for this shit. Now, I've even got to the point where I can play this shit, I don't have to understand X, Y, and Z, and I'm still be like, oh, I'm sorry for what happened to George Floyd. And that's the bullshit. Now, the difference between people that are fighting for the shit they believe in, and they're like, brother, I stand for you. Matter of fact, don't march. We march for you, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to realize, mm-hmm. motherfuckers have been marching for years. I have mm-hmm. been marching for years. People have asked me, hey, brother, you going out to the march? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucked up, mm-hmm. man. I'm like, well, how is it fucked up? I say, it says, it doesn't stop with just me. 
and it started. Mm-hmm. And, then, and here's the deal. It doesn't start with me. It doesn't start with me either. It's a part of the process with me. I was, I'll never mm-hmm. forget. I was, um, I was 10 years old in East St. Louis. And uh, I might have been, yeah, about 10. And uh, this was during the time where Catherine Dunham was fighting for the rights of the Haitians in Haiti. And um, it was myself. I'll never forget that it was myself, Dick Gregory, uh, Sylvester Sunshine Lee, uh, I think Harry Belafonte came, Catherine Dunham, and a slew of a bunch of a, a bunch of musicians and artists and people who were fighting for this hunger strike. And we marched through East St. Louis from St. Mary's to 9th Street. I'll never forget it. I was drumming. And they took us all to them. Yeah. Even me. The good thing is my mother knew the <laughs> knew the officer. So she was like, they was like, what is this kid doing here? He was like, okay, that's Ann's son. So, you know, they knew how and what to do. And they put me in the little corner. But it was taught me a lesson. And my mother said, you will understand what you've done when you get older. And then throughout the years, I played for different marches, and I was a part of it, and I was in it, and I was a part of it. I knew what our job was being a Jimmy Foley to play for these situations. And one thing I realized now, it's like, okay, the idea is that now I'm seeing people who I've never ever think of seeing marching. Of course, we had it on film. I mean, we had these different marches in the past. But what makes this different is that now people say, you know, Things have, um, things have never changed. I say, no, things are being filmed. The way it was filmed then is different mm. than being able to have your own filming and, and to catch it on yourself and to post it. See, we didn't have that. Yeah. Who was running the film, yeah. the filming crews? Those are all white. Now you got the world mm. that can film. I can see something right now. I'm like, bam. So the difference is now the yeah. change in the dynamic happens when the people that you would never think starts to stand and really start for it. But at the same time, the unification comes from being able to understand that the injustice that are happening is a negative reaction of the thoughts that people have been living with for years. Yeah. For years, you yeah. know? Yeah. For mm-hmm. years. And so now yeah. I'm seeing people, you know, that say, oh, man, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. But it can't be just a one-day thing. When we used to talk all yeah. this stuff, this we used to talk this back in the day, we still talking the same thing. These conversations that I've had now is the same conversations I grew up on. Yeah, I, I can't imagine how tiring that must be because because some of the conversations I have, I, 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 get, I get really exhausted with people, and then I think, well, this is a privilege for me to even be having this conversation and have it not be a direct uh, threat on my life. You know, so I, 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 you know, it's, it's, it, but, um, I do, I, I'm glad that you and many other people kind of make a point that right now does feel a little bit different. Um, and when you talk about the cameras, you know, I'm one that, that I try to distance myself from my phone a little bit. And I was going through a period of like, is this thing the, the worst thing ever? But then I thought, man, without this phone, Amar Aubrey's killers never would have got got. They'd still be out. Yeah. There. Without this phone, and you know, without this, so I mean, you we need the, and if they take the phones away, they take social media away. We need to find it. We need to get some GoPros or whatever it is, because you are quite right that the reason that there's there's these uprisings and more people that weren't talking about it before is not because it was reported by the news or because it was reported by the laws, because we've been filming. When I say we, I mean citizens. You know, I, I, I so. Uh, that question started with uh, guys from your band. So let's play a track right now by by Munir, man. Uh, 
Yeah. So, so let me let me. This young man is a legend. This young man, he he's in my band. My, by the way, all the members in my band have albums. Um, if you look at, I just want to make a quick shout out to the members of the band. Uh, Shek and Doy from Senegal. He has an amazing album. Um, Raja Kasich, he has an amazing album called The Human Being. Um, Sam Dickey has an amazing album called Dinyaro. And then the last person, uh, Dinyaro, and the last person, Luke Karanta, has an amazing band called Tubaku, who has a, a number of albums that you can mm. you can scroll down. And then lastly, my, another one of my little brothers who, who who came to London with us, Courtney Smith, has a bunch of amazing albums. So everybody in the hands of time, L, as well as my other pianist and the one and only Shapier, has a bunch of amazing albums. So if you look at all the musicians in the band, everybody has amazing projects and albums. But this young man, Munir Zaki, he's my unique drummer in my band who created the song by Sam. And this song, mm. it's a story behind this song. He let me hear it. And I got mad at him. I said, kid, this is too damn good. And I'm like, yeah. can I have it? And he laughed at me and said, ha, 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 And then here it is. <laughs> but it's a true song. Listen to it. Check it out. And it's, it deals with what's happening today. It's true. Dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. All right. Dun, 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 dun. Eh, yeah. All right, so we're back with Reedy Bremer. You're listening to Speak Up Thursday, which is every other week, 7 p.m. on Soho Radio, London's Culture Channel. My name's Alex. This is the third episode. Uh, it's been an honor. Um, it's been an honor to talk to my dear friend, Weedy Bremer, Jembe Fola, an absolutely master musician. Uh, let's chat for a f- couple more minutes, and then we're going to leave them with some music. Um, what um, so it's going to sound a little bit cliche, but since we've been talking heavily about music and uh, music in in as a form of anti-racism and things like that, you want to speak about maybe the power of music, not just to you, but like how how we can use music to influence some change, maybe give some examples of things that have moved you or some things happening that you think are going to move people? Okay, well, to understand that, you must understand the ideology of black music in general, whether it's from Mm -hmm. Africa, the diaspora, America, whatever, South America, whatever. The ideology of black music is spiritual music. Whether we want to take it away or not, you cannot hide from the fact that when you're dealing with this music, you're, you're creating something closer to you and beyond you at the same time. And so to unify, and if you listen to all genres of black music, it's all about unification. It's all about unifying. Look at jazz. Mm-hmm. Look at funk. Look at gospel. Look at blues. There's never been a, I mean, look at hip hop. I mean, look at the origins of everything that's dealing with. There's not a music, a genre of music that does not unify. Black music, you cannot not unify listening to this music. That's just period. So to take that out of it, the context of it, because you look at 
folklore context of Africa, there's a trilogy. There's the there's the music, there's the situation, and there's the community. One cannot yeah. be separated by the other. I think th- I think that's where like a lot of the uh, tension in these conversations comes because, you know, African. African culture and African music is so much about sharing, 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 sharing. So then when you see <laughs> when you see a people that that is disconnected from the community and from the music kind of take, take, take and maybe not embrace some of the things you've been talking about today. I think that's where that's where a lot of the frustration must come. I mean, look at the new forms of jazz. Look at my friends. I mean, look at, you know, Christian, Terrence Martin, Robert Glasper, um, uh, uh, Corey Henry. You look at all these um, Kamasi Washington, Derek Hodge. I mean, look at all these amazing musicians. And when you listen to their music, their music now is about family, a form of family. It's about either the mm-hmm. laughter, the emotional constructs that go with it. It's about all these things that goes with with it that you cannot separate. It's not about I'm a you know. It's not about a negative construct. It's not. Mm-hmm. And if you listen, yeah. bro, and, and here's the deepest thing. I got to say this shit. Since COVID hit, because COVID got into a fight with racism, and racism not COVID the fuck out. So. Ah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. COVID got into a fight with racism, and, not, and racism whooped its ass. But it came back. But I'm saying that to say, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that to say, um, if you look how the hip hop world, the jazz world, the fusion world, the gospel world are all finding ways to unify in ways that I've never seen before. And showing the yeah. beauty, the beauty and the essence of being black and all that comes with it. Unifying. Mm. Shit, white folks mm. there too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And seeing the beauty of it, and seeing like wow, and also show the privilege, and the it shows the privilege, and also shows the mentality of one that has never known what privilege and this mentality is. So it's like damn, it's like it starts to, to awaken things that you can't awake. But sometimes it takes music and a form of action for that to change. We're living in our modern day renaissance right now. Yes, We're in yes, our modern day renaissance. Right now, yeah. through all mm. times, through Black Wall Street, the you know, the, we're living in our on our renaissance. Yeah, we're living it, in it, our it, renaissance it, it, right now. Yeah, I'm I'm fortunate to have uh, both of my folks are still alive, and I talked to my mom at length at some of the stuff. She's like, "This is, you know." I was I was alive in this I was alive in the '60s, but th- this is this is different, e- comparable but different. But listen, man, it, it's been um, I love you. It's been a pleasure. I'm, we're gonna leave everyone with three more songs. I think you're on all of them. Um, I'm not on all but, of them. I'm on two. But, but before we leave, I want to just you know give a little tell a, talk about the three songs you're gonna hear. Um, the first one you're gonna hear is a song called "Dida D." by a wonderful group called Africa Unplugged. Africa Unplugged is a group that's out of uh, North Carolina, led by my little brother, Mr. Atiba Rory. Um, I picked this song because Atiba represents the continuum of this instrument, djembe, being a voice of the music. And if you look at all these songs that we played, 
the djembe has been the 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 voice of what the music is. Yeah. Maybe not for my father, but he's the one that gave me the identity of what music is. But I use these songs to talk about how the times are changing. There was a time that you couldn't see a djembe solo in the league or even playing to the play mm-hmm. where it would be that. It would always be society, or you just play this and we do that. But now you start to see the voicings change. The voicings change. So this young man uh, produced the album, and this song is a traditional folkloric song that he's turned around and he's made it his own. So that's why I think he's also in that line of great Jimbe Fola who has bands, and I have to shout them out. And for the U.K., you got Yahir Kamara, my little brother, with Bali Maya, who's coming out with a great project. And I'm so proud yeah, of him. Yeah, you know, you know, he's really going to do something great. I'm really proud of that. Um, of course, Atiba Rory, Amadou Kuyate, uh, as you can see, Mr. Munir Zaki. Um, who else? You have a um, uh, – I don't want to leave people out. Yeah, my other brother, Amadou Kuyate, Amazing Jimmy Fuller, as well as the great D'Artagnan Kamara. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna. I'm gonna send you. Uh, I'm gonna send you a screenshot so we can write this in the bio, so it's under the link. Everybody's gonna see. Shout yeah, out yeah. to the young brothers, Kweku Summary, the Fairfield County Junior, all these amazing young musicians. And if I didn't say your name, it's not charging my head, not my heart. But uh, that's that one. The next one is with. <laughs> uh, next song is with my good friend, Mr. Mike Lee, with a band we, we work together, we call Bocante. Song's called Reparacion. Basically, we all know that. It's Reparations, sang by a great mm-hmm. Malika Torvignon. And then the last one was a song that I wrote by my original band, um, my old band, Creative Pandemonium, um, which is a song called Hover Round. It's a beautiful song. So be looking out for the new album with my new project, We the Brave Man Hands of Time, with some amazing special guests. Coming out, singles should be out in November. Album comes out in 2021. Be checking it out. Be looking out for it. Thank you, Weedy. This has been the third edition of Speak Up Thursday with Love Music Hate Racism. We'll see you next time. Love you, brother. I remember the first time that I saw your smile I just knew that I had